Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. In a special Halloween episode, I am your host, Bryant the Boogeyman Corrigan, joined, as always, by my friends and confidants, Andrew Wolfman Dobes and Brendan the Halloween Pumpkin Pika. Nice. Hey. That, well, was hello. Pretty, that was a pretty easy one to guess. It's, yeah. It's, I, thought you were, I thought you were still sticking with wrestlers. Because there's a wrestler named Boogeyman. <laughs> the Boogeyman. It's disgusting. Boogeyman. Yeah, yeah, that was, sound that like was a, a weird era. Um, yeah, you know, week eight is in the books. Uh-huh. I was two for three of leagues this week. A little salty. I got Tevin Coleman. But yep. all in all, I think it was a pretty good week. It was a great week. It was a great week for me. So not that anybody cares about how yeah. good your week is. Yes, um, it was great. For I thought it'd be fun starting out do a little Halloween special. Mm-hmm. So Andrew, both you and I picked three players that we compared to some Halloween themed items. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it'd be fun to start. So my first player mm-hmm. is Eric Ebron. I feel like is the human equivalent of candy corn. It's Ooh. always left over. That's never what you go for first. And when there's nothing left, you're like, eh, I guess I can try it. And then when yeah. you try it, you are disappointed and you're reminded why it is always available because That's it is true. not a good candy. That's true. It's always <laughs> hyped up too. It's always like, yeah, oh, yeah. Halloween, got to get candy corn. And then you taste it and you're like, eh. Yeah, when everything else is picked and it's just the literally the bottom of the barrel, yeah. you're like, uh, Eric E. Brown, all right, might as well. And you regret it. It's not good. Not good. What's uh, yours? My turn? Okay. Uh, so you know when you're going trick-or-treating, right? This <laughs> yep. one does. Uh, you're really excited. You show up to the house, and you're like, ooh, you know, hopefully I get a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, because that's like top tier, right? <laughs> but you're like, I'll set it for like a Kit Kat or like a Twix. Uh, okay. And then you get a toothbrush. Oh, God, I hate that person. That is the equivalent of Baker Mayfield this year. Oh, that is mean. The equivalent to Baker Mayfield. You're like, listen, I expect greatness. I'll settle for being okay. And then you just get nothing. You get nothing. He's the 26th best quarterback uh, this year. He's tied for the most interceptions with 12, which if you do the math, he's averaging almost two interceptions a game. I would be very upset if I got a toothbrush instead of candy and i would be very upset if i got baker mayfield that started funny but then it became very sad it was very sad that's a good one uh next up i have kenny galladay is the human equivalent of a haunted hayride i don't know if you've been on a lot of haunted hayrides but they really do vary but typically they follow a pretty similar set formula spooky not spooky spooky not spooky mm-hmm. you know they scare you then they lull the, they lull you back into feeling comfortable then they scare you again with kenny galladay it's a it's a high and low kind of spooky roller coaster these are his last six games 23 points two points 12 points 18 points one point that is a ooh, uh, ooh. That is spooky. You're, you're scared. You're okay. Yeah. You're going back. Oh, you're scared again. So that's that's a spooky roller coaster. He's a haunted hayride. You're just you're always on the edge of your seat, not quite sure. You know you're going to get spooked again. You just yeah. don't know when you it's going to win. All right, I like that one. That's a good one. Um, I got Cortland Sutton, and you can compare it to uh, Warheads or Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. So you know, at first. The Warheads, the Sour Patch Kids are a little sour. You know, you don't like them at the beginning. Uh, and I think that's what everyone felt with Cortland Sutton. You're not that excited about him. 
Um, you know, with Joe Flacco as a quarterback, you're like, uh, I don't really like him. I don't want to put him in my starting lineup. Then afterwards, it gets pretty sweet and it tastes good. And I feel like that's what Cortland Sutton is. You didn't wow. want to really start him at first, but now he's been really consistent. He's been really good. He's 13th best wide receiver this year. So now you like him. That's a good one. I like that. Uh, I saved my favorite for last. Yeah, I think me too. Sammy freaking Watkins yeah. is the human equivalent of the <laughs> infamous director M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. I've got some pretty strong opinions about both of these, and I think it's pretty <laughs> accurate that I'm talking yeah. about them in the same breath. I, know, I think I know where you're going with this. Sammy Watkins and M. Night, they yeah. are so hyped. Coming out of the gate, they're so talented. They're amazing. You need to have this guy. And you get him. You know, you're excited. You you got the movie. Uh, Watkins is on your team. You're like, I cannot wait to finally experience what everybody's talking about. Then it sucks. You have <laughs> you have one good example. Let's let's put it this way. Sammy yeah. Watkins, first game this year, 37 Boom. freaking points. That's in the week sixth one. sense right there. In week one. That's the sixth sense. Yeah. He has 19 points total since week one. Um, That sucks. M. Night Shyamalan, sixth sense. Like you said, fantastic movie. Unbreakable. Since then, Avatar, The Last Airbender. That was Lady in the Water. After Earth with Will Smith. Oh, the visit. That was a bad one, too. Everybody's telling me these two guys are you know, once in a generation talent. Yeah. Somebody else can take him. I am sick of it. I, I saw the highs and I do not want to be here for the lows. Stop telling me that they're the best. <laughs> wow. That was a very, very good comparison there. I was uh, pretty excited about that. My last one's pretty short and simple. Uh, I got Trey Burton. Uh, this year he's dressing up as a uh, Chick-fil-A employee. Uh, he doesn't <laughs> show up to work on Sundays. I, <laughs> I know he missed the first week. <laughs> You can you can have an excuse there, but he yeah he dressed <laughs> he's a Chick Fil A employee, um yeah he hasn't gotten over twenty yards this season week three he got twenty yards that was his best other than that five sixteen sixteen eleven and sixteen again so hey he's kind of consistent but yeah consistently bad Trey Burton Chick Fil A employee. I thought I had the W with yeah. the whole M. Night Shyamalan thing. I mean, that was no, really good. That, the Chick-fil-A. That was really good. Cool. <laughs> that had no idea where you were going with it, yeah. and goodness gracious, it delivered. Yeah. Uh, so that was Chick-fil-A ours. chick with their, uh, their spicy <laughs> chicken sandwich coming out soon. Yeah, please sponsor us. Yep, please. Spooky Halloween comparisons. Chicken. That was fun. I actually yeah, enjoyed that, that quite a bit. That was a great time. Uh, an update in our predictions battle. Mm-hmm. Andrew, you Let's won the week. Uh, two to zero we had mm-hmm. two split decisions and you won both of them so overall our series are tied at one and one mm-hmm. breaks my heart i'm excited to make it two and one and beat you other than that i think we are ready to hop right into let's our week eight review let's start with the new york jets who lost to the jacksonville jaguars yeah uh, i think big picture i was excited to see the jets bounce back mm-hmm. i thought they were going to and they really did not. They yeah. still just looked awful. So I, I'm really disappointed. And honestly, like I said, I was expecting a, a bounce back for this team. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look like it's going to be happening anytime soon. It's not looking good. It, it makes me really worried for next week when they play the Dolphins. 
it's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a hard decision to to predict. But um, yeah, it was it was really all Jacksonville in this game. But yeah, let's talk about the Jets. Yeah, I, I think the only things we need to mention, uh, Le'Veon Bell was a huge disappointment. Yeah. Uh, nine carries for 23 yards, three receptions for 12 yards. Um, this isn't who you thought you were getting at the back of the first round, start of the second round. This was gross. Um, he didn't look like he was running particularly well, uh, and the offense didn't do him any favors. Yeah. So I I was excited about Le'Veon coming out of the bye, but I'm not excited anymore. I was excited when Sam Darnold was going to be coming back. I thought that, that could be great for Bell, but I'm fading. I mm-hmm. This is a sinking ship. Uh, there were rumors today before the trade deadline that they were looking to trade Le'Veon Bell. crazy. Didn't end up happening, but no, it just doesn't look like a good fit. I don't trust Adam Gase, the head coach. Uh-uh. I, I think I'm on fire sale mode. Um, the only thing that I think is worth mentioning other than Le'Veon Bell sucking, Darnold did not look good. Uh, Three interceptions. He's in his own head. I'm afraid he just mentally can't get to being a definitely not an elite quarterback, but I'm afraid of him becoming a good quarterback if he even has waiting, that in him. He's waiting for the season to be over at this point. Honestly, yeah. he, he yeah, really he needs to take a take a break, take a vacation, clear his mind because he <laughs> sucked those two two games in a row. I mean. Literally, the Jaguars mascot dressed up as ghost. That was pretty. Yeah, fun. that was pretty sad. Yeah, he played um, like it. Don't play like it, man. That was just rough. Yeah, I he mean, played terrible. I was that, excited that, about Robbie Anderson and Jamison yeah. Crowder. It affects the team with Darnold. Yeah, it really does. So oh. I'm, I'm still, I still have Robbie Anderson on my bench. Uh, I think if this team can turn around, Robbie Anderson can be good. You've seen it before. Yeah. Uh, he was a breakout candidate going into the season. He still has the same talent. It's just a matter of if Darnold can match it. Yep. So I wouldn't be rostering Crowder. Uh, I am rostering Anderson. And I also think if you are desperate for tight end, I think Chris Herndon is still worth taking a look at. He's yeah. unproven. This is a gross offense, but he's a tight end. You know, Darnold is, he wants that security blanket option. Uh, and Herndon is one of those kind of elite athletes like Evan Ingram. You know, he's just that bizarre freak athlete who you know when he gets the ball he can make magic things happen so it did it did worry me though that uh that ryan griffin the other tight end got two touchdowns 66 yards this game that's worrisome but herndon should take over in that position yeah have you seen a picture of ryan griffin uh i've not i did watch him play a little bit I've yeah not seen a he picture. he's in technically he is an athlete <laughs> but compared to herndon it's night and day, you know, that makes me feel more confident about Herndon because that's what they want from the tight end position. And imagine those receptions going towards a actual athlete. I'd be, that's the, not that level of production, but that's the involvement I expect Herndon to be able to have if this offense can, uh, you know, wake up. So yeah, that's, that's how I feel about the jets. You know, please correct me if you feel differently. I, I really don't. The only thing I have to say is I, I still have a little higher hopes on Crowder than you do, but that's, you know, we talked about that for the last couple of weeks. So I, I have Anderson and Crowder still in that bench position. Yeah. Um, Jaguars, pretty easy to dissect. Minshew yeah. showed up his first three touchdown game in the NFL, fifth overall ranked quarterback this week. He is a awesome stream yeah. <laughs> and he is shocking everybody. Oh yeah. If you're streaming them, you're happy, but yeah, you are a happy camper. Um, Fournette did Fournette things. Yep. He was a high performer at the running back position. 
And when it came to the receiving options, unfortunately, D.D. Westbrook did get hurt. Mm -hmm. But D.J. Chark continued to eat him up. 79 yards and a touchdown. Congrats on what I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but he might be the waiver wire pickup of the year. Holy cow, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, superstar. So he's getting it done. If you have him, you're starting him. No Mm -hmm. questions about it. Minshew likes Chark. They continue to make it happen. Yep. Sweet. Moving on, we have a very low-scoring affair when the Denver Broncos lost to the Indianapolis Colts. There's a lot of teams vying for worst team in the NFL right now, and the Broncos aren't necessarily the head of that group, but they're certainly flirting with it. The big news is Joe Flacco is hurt. He's expected to miss a couple weeks with a, I believe it's a a neck injury. Um, I can't imagine the offense getting worse, but unfortunately I think there will be a downgrade. It is to, getting worse. <laughs> to whoever does replace him because there's not much behind him. So we'll talk about the other options. Philip Lindsay, he was involved 14 carries for almost 60 yards and five receptions, which was appreciated. But Royce Freeman continues to score touchdowns. Yeah. He had 12 carries, 40 yards and a touchdown. This is still a really split workload and I don't, particularly like starting either one of these guys yeah i i really don't like starting either of them obviously if you have to start one you start philip Lindsay, um 19th best running back this week and he he really hasn't done that bad overall yeah he's the 11th best running back this season over derrick henry which is kind of crazy uh so i feel like he's really undervalued yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's undervalued. I think he's valued appropriately because you just you don't want that split yeah. uh, committee. You know, unfortunately, Royce Freeman is getting the touchdowns, and in fantasy football, touchdowns are king. So, and it's I mean, it's virtually a near split. Fourteen carries to Freeman's twelve. Mm-hmm. So I, I get the argument he's undervalued, but uh, you know, unfortunately, Freeman got more fantasy football points again because yep. of the touchdowns. So I think he's a fine flex, you know, uh, an RB3, kind of a desperation play. No higher. He certainly could do worse. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I agree with you there. So, Andrew, how do you feel about Cortland Sutton now that Joe Flacco is out? Obviously, his value is going to drop a lot. Uh, He goes from that wide receiver, low-end wide receiver two to a low-end wide receiver three for me. But Flacco is not the best quarterback right now and then you put a backup in there i don't think it's as big of a difference compared to you know like roethlisberger rudolph or something like that or breeze bridgewater so i still think sutton is gonna be startable i just wouldn't expect i would expect the game that he had today three or last week three receptions 72 yards so i wouldn't expect much from him until flacco's back yeah, no, this one was particularly sad because Sutton, he's a superstar. Yeah. I mean, he's making some great plays out there. And then you stick him with a schmuck like Joe Flacco. And now it's a schmuck behind Joe Flacco. So I, I think, unfortunately, his production will be pretty heavily affected um, by the downgrade. Mm. I think you're still starting him. But until you understand how the chemistry works, until you see how productive this offense is, I think, unfortunately, he needs to be in wide receiver three territory at best. Um, Over to the Colts side of the ball. Marlon Mack delivered 19 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. He's the man. He's he's been a delightful surprise, honestly. I don't think many people were super excited about what he could be. You don't really think of him as a elite running back, but he really is separating himself Mm -hmm. and he's staying healthy for the most part. So 
happy with that. Jacoby Brissett is a very good game manager. Uh, over 200 yards, 15 of 25 attempts. Unfortunately, you know, you kind of saw he's not really talented enough as a, of a quarterback to elevate his team. Yeah. He kind of needs everybody else to elevate him. Or to put on your so, fantasy team, in my opinion. Right. He's a fine stream, yeah. but he's not like, I mean, he's not somebody you're comfortable with. Uh, T.Y. Hilton only had two receptions for 54 yards. That killed you. Mm-hmm. That's not a good output. Yeah, no, unfortunately with, with T.Y. Hilton, this kind of production, you know, Jacoby Brissett is capable of delivering a fine uh, fantasy football line. But with T.Y. Hilton, you just kind of have to ride this, you know, ride this yeah. roller coaster. It's not pretty. Brissett's not who you want to be there. You wanted luck, but you got stuck with Brissett. Brissett's been better than anybody expected, but he is he's just one of those players that he's not a game breaker. T.Y. Hilton, you're hoping for better. I think he's capable of better. But he's going to be limited by this by this quarterback yeah. play. I agree. Uh, any anybody else in this game you think is worth mentioning? Uh, not really. Uh, bad performance by both the tight ends, which we kind of expected. Um, I mean, Doyle didn't have didn't have too bad of a game, honestly. Six to one yards. He was the better tight end. But we kind of predicted this last uh, episode in the preview. We talked about how, how actually good the Broncos secondary is, so we kind of expected a a uh, low passing performance from the Colts. Right. Yeah, no, and this this was a low scoring one. I didn't, I think I, would, you know, expected the Colts to perform a little better yeah. than they did, but the Broncos defense is serious. Like you mentioned, you know, it is, is a, a better weird. secondary than some people give them credit for. Um, yeah, moving on, we have the Los Angeles Chargers <laughs> who beat the Bears with an asterisk. Yeah. You know, it did come down to a missed kick, but whatever, water mm-hmm. under the bridge. Starting with the Chargers, this team just continues to disappoint. Granted, they won the game, but they didn't really win a lot of points for yeah, fantasy football players. Philip Rivers, a very pedestrian line of over 200 yards, one touchdown, one interception. As far as receivers go, like we kind of thought this was going to happen, kind of stinker yep. performances. Uh, Keenan Allen, seven receptions for only 53 yards. Mike Williams, he did get 69 yards so props to him rob gronkowski's uh-huh. favorite number but yeah no it's not a whole lot of excitement going on you know hunter henry did not perform all that well uh he kind of let you down this week as well i believe only five fantasy football points this week um really this one was kind of funneled through the run game melvin gordon did score a touchdown <laughs> his his yardage okay. wasn't yeah. great only had eight carries so that's incredibly concerning Eight, and that was the most carries out of a running back. Right, game. yeah, eight carries for uh, Eckler only had three. Carries. Yeah, no, and that's not Very great. Good. But Gordon only had eight for thirty-one yards. Luckily, fell yeah. into the end zone, so that helped your team. But Eckler, you know, usually he's kind of the one kind of saving grace from this team. But like you said, only mm-hmm. three carries for only three yards. I can do that math. That's one yard per carry. Uh, two oh, receptions wow. for nineteen <laughs> yards. And luckily, he did score a touchdown as well. So yeah. both of those, if you started them, those are serviceable lines. Not great, but the touchdown really salvages you from a horrendous day. Yeah, This is an offense that's in free fall. Um, yeah. yeah. Fact, if you remove the touchdowns, that's an awful performance by those two. I mean, then again, Chargers did fire their offensive coordinator. So hopefully... Oh, that wasn't his fault. Yeah, Ken, yeah, yeah. I, know, I know it wasn't, his, I know it wasn't yeah. his fault, but maybe they'll be, you know... Yeah. 
little couple of changes to the playbook. Hopefully get those two involved more. Cause I mean, when you, when you run the ball only 12 times this game, that's, it's just not good. Yeah. It was just not no, that, that was a scapegoat firing. I feel pretty bad for Ken Wisenhunt. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, yeah, no, like we said, this is going to be our, I think third week in a row saying, try to trade Keenan Allen, try to yep. trade pieces of this team so we can get something in return. Um, I think the only person I'm comfortable holding that I think will get, will stay as good as they are or get better would be Hunter Henry. But everybody else mm-hmm. I am trying to get rid of for fair definitely value. Keenan. Yeah, definitely yeah. Keenan. I think Keenan holds the most value. And I think because yep. he started out so hot, you can get the most for him. But this is certainly a team I'm fading. The offensive line is just really you know wrecking this team's production. Mm-hmm. Um, the unsung heroes. Shout out to all the O-linemen out there. <laughs> uh, over to the Bears. They don't get any credit. They don't get any credit. They're like the stay-at-home moms of the football world. Yeah. <laughs> Pouring up for the homies. Over they to the Chicago up. Bears. Um, yeah. Finally, some production from the running back position. Thank God. Yeah. No, they eight weeks for this. They finally look like they understand how to play football. David Montgomery had 27 carries. That That is a lot. But he had 135 yards and a touchdown. He did fumble twice. Certainly not great. Not what you're hoping for. Um, but... You know, that's great production. You know, that's what we were looking for when we got David Montgomery. Uh, Do you believe this kind of production can carry forward? I would say this is his ceiling, Um, but I they know what he's capable of now. So if they can, you know, control the fumbles and I think they now realize the thing that we realized since the first week, Montgomery is the best running back on this team. If you give him 27 carries, he's going to get you 135 yards on touchdown. I think that we're going to expect a lot of David Montgomery now. I, I, I would say, again, this is his upside, but I think that he his value has gone up a lot after this game. Yeah, I'll be honest. I think he can do more than this. Um, if this team really does commit to Montgomery, and if it does fade Tariq Cohen the way it should, uh, I don't have confidence that they'll do that. But if you give David Montgomery this amount of workload, I think he can be more productive than this. Um, I think he's on par with like Leonard Fournette. You know, that's the kind of wow. quality I think he is. So the biggest obstruction to him is Tariq Cohen, first of all, <laughs> uh, eating into his workload. And also Mitch Trubisky, you know, he's not looking like a competent NFL quarterback. Allen Robinson only had five receptions for 62 yards. You really do need that wide receiver engagement to make the defenses play honest. So if, you know, there's no threat of throwing, they're going to be able to concentrate on stopping the run. There won't be yeah. any flow or any balance. We saw so, it with the Jets. Yeah, no, we, we really did. So I think that Montgomery can be great. He's good right now. Yep. Could be great if this Bears offense can turn the corner and funnel things through him. Uh, I, I don't so. Yeah, I don't know what Nagy's going to do. I think he's one of those coaches that are hard to predict because you he yeah. thinks he's really smart and because he's trying to be the smartest one in the room. Have you seen The Princess Bride? I'm assuming you have. I love that movie. He Matt Nagy kind of reminds me of the Sicilian who, you know, he wants me to do this, but I yeah. know he knows he wants me to do this. Yeah. So I think he's trying to outcoach himself. So that's the only thing that makes me nervous. I do really like David Montgomery moving forward. I think he's a buy. Um, yeah, no, I think this is a stat line you're going to see a lot more of moving forward with David Montgomery. Oh, it better be. It better be. I'm so <laughs> excited for him. Oh, man. Oh, right, yeah. 
let's move on. Next up, we have the Cincinnati Bengals who showed up kind of against the LA yeah. Rams in London. Kind of is a good word. Yeah. Good way to put it. I think that's the nicest thing that's been said about them all season. Uh-huh. Cincinnati Bengals, Joe Mixon, welcome to the NFL. He, he did something. He did something, and it went pretty well, honestly, right. overall. 17 right. carries, like that, 66 yards, that's fine. But he had four receptions for 11 yards, and most importantly, a touchdown. There it is. God, that finally took, it finally <laughs> happened. But the thing I was most impressed with, he looked good. You know, he did show that ability he has. He showed he isn't just a, you know, he was having bad production and there's happened so frequently. You start to wonder, is he a bad player? He showed us this past weekend. He's still a really good player. He just is on a sucky, sucky team. Very. So it's tough to know what to do with him moving forward. You know, I really do feel for people who own him in a fantasy football league. Uh That would suck. But, you know, I think he's a, unfortunately... I think you do need to start him. Yeah. If he is this involved, the Rams have a pretty solid run defense. So if Mixon can get it done against the Rams, you know, I think unfortunately Joe Mixon is a must start bench or running back. Uh, I'd feel gross having him as my RB two, but yeah, I think he's an RB two or RB three flex. Very low end RB two there. Right. He is a very low RB two as low as it but gets. Yeah. Yep. Um, Tyler Boyd, you know, he's a casualty of a crappy offense. Yeah. Uh, and Andy Dalton, this is news today. Ooh. He's getting benched uh, oh, for yeah. a rookie quarterback. Uh, that's just not going to be good for anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> this is the saddest piece of information. So today is Tuesday. Yes. Um, today's Andy Dalton's birthday. It is. <laughs> and he got benched yeah. on his birthday. <laughs> so, yep. Shout out to Andy Dalton. Hope he had a good birthday, regardless of getting benched. The Red Rifle will live in infamy. Thank you for your service. Uh, yeah, no, but that, that nullifies the receiving options. You know, Tyler Boyd goes back to, you know, at flex bench territory. Auden Tate fades back into oblivion. Mm. I will say Auden Tate, he made a big boy catch this past weekend. Um, I think he's a future wide receiver one. Honestly, once AJ Green is gone, I can see Auden Tate becoming, you know, the next Kenny Galladay. Holy cow. And I, it's going to be hard to predict for a while. It's going to be hard to cash in on that boast. But I I think, I think he's going to be a wide receiver one for years to come once AJ Green leaves. I can see it in my head. Tua to Auden Tate. Ooh. Perfect. That's a good one. I like that. I like that. (laughs) Tua to Tate. Um, yeah, other than that, Tyler Eifert is mm-hmm. someone you should not even have on your team right now. Oh. I love the guy. I still think he's incredibly talented. He just is on a sucky offense. There were trade talks today about the Patriots apparently reached out wanting to see what they could get him for, but unfortunately the deal was not made. So unfortunately, there's just not much value on this team except for Joe Mixon, which is already low value. Yep. Uh, going over to the Rams. Really about it for the Bengals. They have value everywhere. Cooper, yeah, let's start with Cooper Cup. Wow. He was the star of the show, the Just, bell of wow. the ball. Yeah, you know, I he's a wide receiver one, slam dunk. Yep. He had over 200 yards and a touchdown. He was the number two overall receiver this week in fantasy football. If you have him, you're happy. Disappointment comes to the wide receivers. Brandon Cooks yeah. got hurt again. Uh, and Robert Woods is just continues to be an afterthought. Two receptions for 36 yards. 
that's not great. Yeah. And that's not what you thought you were getting with Robert Woods. So unfortunately, I think if you have Robert Woods, you know, you drafted him to be a fringe wide receiver one high end RB two. I think right now he's a RB three and that's a little aggressive. Yeah. I think honestly, he might be more flex worthy at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. He, I think flex position is about the right spot for him now. I mean, and he's a strong flex. You know, I'll, I'll give him that strong flex based on his upside. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't see him as a wide yeah. receiver too from, from now on. Unfortunately, you are right. Uh, and also, unfortunately, Todd Gurley, yeah. he did have good production. He had 44 yards and a touchdown, but he only had 10 carries. Uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson was way more involved than personally I cared for. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm curious to see how this backfield shakes out. We did expect them to give him less of a workload, but they're starting to split it way more than I, I was hoping. Yeah. So Todd Gurley, you're still starting him. He's still a slam dunk, you know, set him and forget him. Um, but he's looking more RB2 than RB1. And if this, if he didn't score this touchdown, this is a pretty gross stat line. So unfortunately, I think he's one of those, you know, low end RB2s that you're That's not all that confident in. Put him to, where would you put Henderson? Would you have him on he's, your team? You need to have him on your team. He yep. needs to be rostered. Uh, he's one of the highest value handcuffs you can get. But I would not start him independently. All right. That's fair. I yep. start him either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, you know, Jared Goff had a fine game. Well, sorry, not fine. Had a great game uh, because of Cooper Cup specifically. 372 yards, two touchdowns. Jared Goff, he's just one of those players. He can get it done. He has the weapons. It's hard to count on him week to week. Uh, next up, we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who lost to the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans are the team I have the most difficult time projecting rest of season. Me too. I, I just I, do not like them, but they just keep getting it done. I don't hate them. Oh, I They're hate them. They're just there, uh, and they just kind of do good. I mean, that, that makes me hate I them. like their defense, and it's funny to see Tannehill do better than Mariota, but... Yeah, there's there's just a, a lot of questions around this team, but let's let's start with the Bucks. Start with the Bucks. Mike Evans, wide receiver one, extraordinaire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Here's a here's a very real question for you. Rest of season, Chris Godwin or Mike Evans? So you asked me this about two weeks ago. I'm gonna give you the same answer. I'm gonna go Mike Evans. Funny. Yeah, I expected you to. Very. I'm still Chris Godwin. All right. Um, this was a highlight Mike Evans game. You know, obviously he had a, he had 11 catches for almost 200 yards, two touchdowns. Great, amazing game for Mike Evans. He is a stud. Um, that was pretty buoyed by Jameis Winston just giving hail mary throws and Mike Evans just being a monster of a yeah. man. So it's. It's funny having Evans and Godwin on the same team because they're very different receivers. You know, Godwin is much more that possession receiver, make the just with the elite route running, making those contested catches, uh, finding the open space, kind of like Cooper Cup. Yeah, you can look at him that way. But Mike Evans, you know, he's that huge lumbering Calvin Johnson esque, you know, gigantor who catches the ball. So the rest of the season, I do like Chris Godwin more just because he seems to be more involved. Mike Evans does have the boom bust weeks. Yeah. But no, there's a solid argument to be made 
there's two wide receiver ones on this team. Their stats are so similar. I'm looking at them right now. Uh, Godwin has 40 more receiving yards than Mike Evans. They have the same amount of touchdowns. They both even have a two-point conversion. Uh, but like you said, Godwin's more involved. He he has almost 10 more receptions. So And it's more consistent. Yeah. I mean, it's one game, 200 yards for Mike Evans. I mean, that's granted the stats are similar, like you just alluded to. But there's a very weird way that was delivered. So I'd rather have the consistency of Godwin. Um, but yeah, if I have Mike Evans, I am happy camper yep. this week. Um, James Winston, I think will have a different job next year because <laughs> he's he's just not a great quarterback. Yeah. Um, two more interceptions. Yeah, he doesn't want Baker yeah, just... Mayfield to take that top spot. <laughs> they're they're doing it out to see who can be the best of the worst now that big ben um, on it's time it's my turn to get most interceptions of the year to burn, burn uh, yeah so sad uh the running game continues to be a mess it's split work between barber and jones yeah. i'm not excited to start either one of them uh i just had to drop ronald jones for a tight end in one of my leagues it broke my heart but are can you do you feel bad about dropping either of these running backs at this point in the season? I don't, because funny enough, I dropped Ronald Jones uh, to pick up a tight end. And, oh. um, yeah, I, I don't feel that bad. I mean, last week, James Winston had the most rushing yards on the team. And it, it just doesn't, I don't know. They, they're both splitting time, and they're both not doing well with that time. So I don't feel bad. Uh, it's just it's kind of like that friend you just want to have a girlfriend so bad and every time they get close to a girl you're like oh it could be the one and then it doesn't work out Uh it's just not so i'm i'm sick of it i don't want to be in that emotional emotional roller coaster i would not judge you if you dropped him but if for whatever reason tomorrow if um i'm trying to think peyton barber were to get hurt or if ronald jones were to get hurt Whoever's standing tall would be yeah. a, a pretty valuable fantasy football asset. A very so, fringe bench player. Yeah, yeah. I think they're both essentially handcuffs at this point. <laughs> they're handcuffs to each other. Yep, they're handcuffs to yeah. each other, and neither one's a starter. Uh-huh. So pretty funny. Over to the Titans. Tannehill delivers once again. Uh, AJ Brown, weird stat line. Yep. Only two receptions for 11 yards and a touchdown. Corey Davis only had two receptions for nine yards. Derrick Henry really continues to be the engine of this offense. Mm-hmm. 16 carries for 75 yards. I was concerned to see these receivers kind of take a step back. Yep. The star of the show is Giannu Smith, the replacement tight end. But yeah, I'm not interested in Giannu moving forward. No. But these receivers, Brown and Davis, it seems to be a coin toss between who's going to get the touchdown and who's going to get the work. Mm-hmm. I got them both as, as a low-end flex for me. Just basically yeah, outside. yeah. I I think they're both bench worthy at this yeah. point. If yeah. in bye week you get desperate, sure. But I would not be particularly excited to start either one of them. Uh, Derrick Henry is a high end RB two, fringe RB one. Yeah, I've got him, I got think that's all. It's worth got him low end RB one. Low end RB one. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I cannot disagree with you, my friend. Anybody else in this game you think is worth talking about or discussing? Not really. Not really. Yeah, Tannehill, I, I'm I, good. But yeah, I will say he is good, but I don't know if he really buoys anybody all that much. But the Buccaneers, I just, <laughs> unfortunately, if they had a competent, put Aaron Rodgers on this Buccaneers team 
and dear lord they would take the nfl by storm they gotta fix that run game but yeah they'd definitely put up a chance oh god why would definitely put up a chance because oh yeah. man yeah andy Dalton breaks my heart has a better season than james winston so far oh god is that true it's true andy dalton's the 15th That's best disgusting. rivers number set than james winston i mean kirk Cousins wow. is having a better season it's hard to hear yeah um that's very sad moving on we have the seattle seahawks who beat the atlanta yep. falcons let's start with the seahawks good game i was so excited for dk to get his two touchdowns mm-hmm. not very good yardage wise he only had 13 yards but two touchdowns i will take it, it. he dropped a third <laughs> yeah he should have had three yeah so excited to hear that um i think he's gonna be that boomer bust player moving forward he's just a gigantic human being who's talented he's gonna make rookie mistakes like dropping the ball but he's in any weak chance to score a long touchdown yeah i think both both wide receivers this game did really good metcalf got the touchdowns like you said two tds tyler lockett got 100 yards and six receptions so not bad uh at all from that passing game and russell wilson didn't have uh a bad game either. 14 for 20, 182 yards, two TDs. So, yeah, Chris Carson delivered. Yep. Uh, he had 90 yards and a touchdown. He continues to be a stellar running back this season. Not much to analyze on the Seahawks team. Uh, I think you're starting everybody. Wilson, Carson, yeah, Lockett. The you know they're they're locked in. Yeah. Metcalf. A lot of people have him as a fringe flex player, and in a lot of lineups, he is kind of that fringe, you know, flex wide receiver three. I've been starting him pretty consistently and he does have some pretty low lows, you know, 40 yards is not outside of, you know, outside of the possibilities for him, but he can also get you those huge touchdown plays Mm -hmm. like a couple weeks ago where he scored, I think it was a 50 yard touchdown. So I like him. He's a really good upside play. If you need to throw a hail Mary in your lineup, I like it. And he's involved enough where, yeah, I think he's a pretty solid option. I like him a lot moving forward and especially dynasty leagues. Oh man, I'm excited to see what this guy can do. Oh, if you have him in a dynasty league, that's that's a really good deal for you. Uh, over to the other side of the ball, um, the Falcons were led by Matt Schaub, which is just sad that it's 2019 and we're talking about Matt Schaub. Schaub. Devontae Freeman wow. got it done, shockingly yardage wise. Had 39 yards rushing, 63 yards through the air. You know, he's a serviceable RB2 at this point, but I'm just waiting for, you know, the other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for him to you know, kind of just not necessarily get hurt, but I'm looking towards his production to fall off a cliff. You know, he just doesn't look yeah. like the same old Devontae Freeman. Um, and this really offense makes know. me scared. So Devontae Freeman, he got it done good enough in week eight. Curious to yeah. see how it so looks moving forward. This season, but... Um, wide receivers did pretty good. Actually, surprisingly, Matt Schaub uh, finished right above Tannehill at the number nine spot this week. So Schaub and Tannehill were both top 10 quarterbacks this week, which is crazy. Yeah, in 2019. Um, that's gross. In 2019, it's crazy. But yeah, Matt Schaub uh, didn't do too bad. Um, tossed to Julio. Julio got 152 yards and 10 receptions. Come Ridley, not a bad game. Four receptions, 70 yards. And then Austin Hooper continues to perform uh, six receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Hooper is the number one uh, tight end of the year, number four this week. Yeah, no, he's crushing it. Um, very yeah. impressed with Austin Hooper. Uh, I was most impressed with Julio Jones. I was so worried about what he could be able to do with Schaub. 
10 receptions for 152 yards. I will happily take that. Happy to see Absolutely. Julio getting that involvement. Um, yeah, no, I think that sums it up pretty well. Uh, Matt Ryan mm-hmm. should be back, so I'm excited about that. Um, that just boosts everybody back up. Calvin Ridley, I still have as a, a flex wide receiver three play. Uh, he's me the too. option that makes me the most nervous. Um, next up, we have the New York Giants, who lost to the Detroit Lions. Daniel Jones is the number one scoring quarterback this week. He was the best quarterback, which is just shocking. But he shows I mean, yeah. this is the second huge game he's had since he took over as a starter over 300 yeah. yards, four touchdowns. Let's break it down. He really likes Darius Slayton. Uh, he really has shown this connection with Slayton ever since Daniel Jones took over. This is a connection that really does seem to have some substance behind it. Uh, do you have him anywhere near your starting rosters? Jones or Jones or Slayton? Uh, sorry, one? I should have been more clear. Slayton. Slayton? Uh, just every week he, he's looking better and better. Um, That's I, a cop out. Yes or no? At, at this point, starting lineup, yeah, I'll put him in flex. Wow, okay. Uh, I would not go that far. Uh, I still have him on my, on my bench, but I'm really inspired by I what guess they've done. Without Sterling Shepard. If Sterling Shepard isn't playing... Mm-hmm than Slayton, but if Shepard is playing, uh, then I, I wouldn't start Slayton. Yeah, all. no, I'm with you there. Uh, yeah, Saquon Barkley continues to do Saquon things. It's crazy mm, watching him play. He is just a just a super talented person, just bursting through tackles. Mm. You know, he did a, a spin move, carried a guy a couple yards. He just shoved someone yeah, on the ground. Picks up amazing. the first down. Yeah, he's a yep. just an absolute enjoyment to watch yeah if you have him you are happy with a elite running back um Mm -hmm. yeah evan ingram finally gets back to the end zone 40 yards and a touchdown he's a top tier tight end other than that anybody worth talking about golden tate i'm not particularly excited about unfortunately he didn't do do 85 yards eight receptions it's not too bad but it's been all slate yeah it's not that bad but he kind of has that what we envisioned jameson crowder to be you know, Golden Tate, he's that yards after catch guy, and he's not getting those passes in the way to get the yards after catch. He's kind of just yeah. become that possession receiver. So he's fine. You know, Golden Tate, he's fine. But the touchdowns are going to the wide receiver. That isn't Golden Tate. So whether that's yeah. Darius Slayton, whether it's Sterling Shepard, I'd be more excited about the other wide receiver on the team than Golden Tate. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Uh, over to the Lions. Kenny Galladay had a day, six receptions mm-hmm. for 123 yards, two touchdowns. Amazingly, only the third ranked wide receiver this week. How do you feel about Kenny G moving forward? Um, it sees is tough because he he really has some good games and then he just does not do well. Um, I still think he's talented enough to have at that low end wide receiver one spot. Why uh, wide receiver one might be too much. I got him as a wide receiver two. With a lot of upside. Would you rather have Odo Beckham Jr. rest of season or Kenny Galladay? Kenny Galladay. That one's no doubt. I thought I was going to trick you there, but yeah, no, I'm with no. you. I think he's a strong no doubt. wide receiver one. He's super involved in this offense, and Stafford is willing to sling it. So mm-hmm. the only th- Yeah, the only issue is is there's weeks where he just gets nothing. There's weeks where where, you know, 
last week, or the I guess I should say two weeks ago, Marvin Jones gets four touchdowns and Kenny Galladay did nothing, or Danny Amadola is way more involved. So Yeah, I think the right way of saying it is instead of Galladay getting nothing, I think it's Marvin Jones getting everything. <laughs> getting everything. He's just yeah, there's some weeks where he just doesn't I, I could Almost compare him to Mike Evans. Yeah, no, I think that's a pretty apt con- uh, comparison. I really like Kenny G, um, wide receiver one, strong. He's so involved. You know, week after week, he is getting those those um, not just the consistent third down catches because that's he's that guy too, but he's getting that. You know, Matthew Stafford slings it, hoping for a connection. Yeah. And Kenny G usually can come come down with it, so I really like the opportunity he's getting. Still a strong wide receiver one. Um, the thing that makes me the most nervous on this team is the running back situation. You know, a lot of people uh-huh. spent a lot of money in Ty Johnson this week. Uh, and that was, unfortunately looks to be a pretty huge mistake. It was a yeah. four person committee. Ty Johnson held under 50 yards. Trey, truck I'm pronouncing that right. Trey, is it Trey or Tra Yeah. Is his first you can, name. you can say that however you Trey. want. Mr. Yeah. Carson had 12 carries for 34 yards. Very ineffective. Uh, McKissick mm. was involved. It was just a gross revolving door. And it looks like they don't trust Ty, Ty Johnson. Yeah, really, they, they didn't. Trey Carson uh, had the most carries on this team. Didn't do a lot with it, but neither did, did Johnson. It really looked like no one wanted to be that RB1. Yeah, this is like a situation tried, to avoid. But they just could do it. Yeah, I, I don't like any of the the run game from now on to the end of season. Uh, if you do have uh, Ty Johnson, hold on to him for at least one more week uh, just to see how it shakes out. But yep. if, if it's another week of a four headed monster, I'd be willing to drop Ty Johnson. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Uh, moving on to the Philadelphia Eagles who crushed the Buffalo bills. Um, yep. Game that we uh score line that we didn't want. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. The weather was not good. It was not conducive to throwing. Uh, So the day came down to whoever could rush the ball better. And Mm -hmm. this day, it went to the Philadelphia Eagles. Their run game absolutely crushed it. Starting out with Jordan Howard, had 96 yards and a touchdown. But Miles Sanders was a breakout star. Uh, Had a touchdown, only three receptions for 74 yards. Uh, Sorry, what? Your stats 40. are wrong, my friend. 44. 44 receptions, yeah. uh, and he rushed for 74 yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, he did leave with a shoulder injury, but he showed he can run with some juice, and this is the, not necessarily elite running back, but this is the round one running back we were kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he showed he's got it. Unfortunately, that split with Howard really does limit his upside. It's I kind of see it as another Philip Lindsay... Uh, Royce Freeman situation. Yeah. So yeah. if you have to, certainly could do worse than starting either one of these guys. Um, but my question for you is, let's just say next week, would you rather yeah. start Jordan Howard or Miles Sanders? Um, I would start Miles Sanders because he's more involved <laughs> in the passing game as well. It's really quite a toss up, but I I would do Miles Sanders. I'm and Ron Burgundy. Yeah, they're also playing the Bears next week, and the Bears do give up um, a lot of yards to the passing game or to the running back passing game. So I would do Miles Sanders very hesitantly. 
Yeah, I like Howard more just because he's more consistent, uh, and I really do want that more consistent option. But no, I think there's a great argument to be made. Miles Sanders' role could be more valuable in the passing game. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey was left out in the dark again. Four receptions for only 64 yards. Not a whole lot to be excited about on this Eagles offense this week. Uh, The Bills are a good defense, but outside of the rushers, like I said, the weather was bad, so that did limit what the air weapons could do. Yeah. Moving over to the Bills, uh, kind of a worst-case scenario for the Bills. John Brown, disappointed, couldn't get his bomb touchdown because of the weather. I will blame the weather. It makes me feel better. Five receptions yeah. for 54 yeah. yards. Do like the reception total. I do like that, and it's not a terrible stat line. I was just wanting a lot more. Uh, Cole Beasley, three receptions for 41 yards and a touchdown. I think Beasley is one of those weird players where if it's a good matchup, I think you can start him with confidence, mm-hmm. but if it's a average to below average matchup, you don't even think about him. Yeah, exactly. That's what we talked about uh, last week on the preview. Um, we said, you know, start him, start Brown, start Beasley They They could uh, possibly have a good game. And Beasley did. Uh, another weird wrinkle to this game, Devin Singletary, you know, he had three carries for 19 yards, four yeah, receptions I- for 30 yards and a touchdown. So that is good. Three carries for 19 yards, that's good. I would want more involvement, but that yards per carry is solid. Yeah. But really, it's still a gross split. I'm not starting Singletary with confidence. I'm not starting Gore with confidence. Mm-mm. I think the most I can hope for at this point is, you know, as the season progresses, they give more and more work to Singletary until he's the leader. But Yeah, you just got to wait until yeah. that happens. And that day is not there, and I no. honestly wouldn't be surprised if it does not happen. Uh, he's kind of in the uh, Ronald Jones category of please set me free. Yeah. We'll find out next season, but I don't think it's going to happen this season. I think it's going to be very split. Yeah. Leaning more towards Gore. Next up, we have the beat down. The saints put down the Arizona Cardinals in a very savage way. Um, Let's start with the Cardinals. It's a really good team. Yeah, the, the Saints. Yeah, I was going to say. The Saints. Specify. Uh, the yeah. Cardinals are not a very good team right now. Kyler Murray struggled for the second straight week. Chase Edmonds got hurt. He only had seven carries for eight yards. Yeah. Kenyon Drake was traded to the Cardinals. That's a new update that happened since the game. Mm-hmm. Christian Kirk was a bright spot. Eight receptions for 79 yards. But that was really it when it comes to bright spots. This was and- not a good game. To make it even better, he actually led the team in rushing yards. Yeah, that's not better. He had 19, then Kyler Murray had 13, then Chase Edmonds had 8. Yeah. After that, Zach Zenner had one carry for zero yards. Yeah, the Saints are a good defense, uh, so I, I, I will say that. But, you know, this team just looks, they're in transition. They're rebuilding, um, not Super Bowl contenders. I do still like Murray. I think rest of season, he does have promise, but unfortunately he faces good defenses down the stretch. Um, You know, I do like Christian Kirk. If he's on waivers, uh, pick him up. I do like his upside, but really everybody else, David Johnson being out really sucks. Uh, Kenyon Drake. How excited are you about Kenyon Drake? Um, a little bit more excited than I was with him on the dolphins, but not much. (laughs) That's that's not a very good scale. It's not it's not very good. I I think he's benchable. I definitely don't think he's startable. Yeah, I picked him up in a couple leagues uh, because I was excited to see where he was going to get traded to. I had my fingers crossed for Detroit, 
but he ended up in Arizona. Oh, he was so, Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, these are his next couple games. Uh, if he is the starter, assuming Edmonds is out, assuming David Johnson continues yep. to be out, next week he faces San Francisco. The week after that, Tampa Bay. That's of, also tough. That's the best running defense in the league. Yeah, and guess who he faces after that? The 49ers again. Oh. And then a bye week, who always wins. Yep. Um, that's a that really... That best week. <laughs> you know that'll be the easiest week to know what to do with him yeah. um yeah no that's a really crappy uh lineup of games and i'm really worried he won't have much value um you know he's one of those desperation plays for sure but unfortunately san francisco has just been so shut down um yeah. and we'll go over this during the preview but yeah, yeah Kenyon drake is the most exciting thing to happen to this team uh, since last week yeah but christian kirk i'm excited by Kenyon drake we'll have to figure out how we feel about it later on this mm. is a team in flux they are gonna hurt some more things are gonna hurt before they get better let's say it yeah, that way i agree saints are looking good drew Brees is just he does drew Brees things uh 373 yards three touchdowns he's a champion yeah he, um, definitely, he was definitely a star of this game actually he really wasn't Everyone performed well, but Everybody I was just started. saying he, he just affected the team in such a good way. I think this would be a lot closer if Teddy was a quarterback. Not to hate on Teddy that much, but Drew Brees really just bumped up the value on it. Wow. Andrew, that's a really bold take. So you're know, saying I, that Drew Brees is better than Teddy Bridgewater? I'm just proving how good. I'm saying this is how good this team is with Drew Brees. Somebody call ESPN because I just here's, found here's what happened. just a, an incredible talent scout with Drew over here. Brees, as the quarterback, he was the fourth best this week. Mm-hmm. Then the star running back was the third best this week. Okay. And then the wide receiver was the fourth best this week. This mm-hmm. is, it's just, he brings the value up by a lot. He does. That's all I'm saying. Yes. This yep, is what, this I what agree with you. Water is also wet. Um, yeah. yeah. Latavius Murray no, performed fantastically in Kamara's absence. Uh, over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown. Nine receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. Like mm-hmm. you alluded to, Drew Brees elevated his game to be the third-ranked running back this week. Thank you, Latavius. You have performed admirably in Kamara's uh-huh. absence. Uh, Shout-out to Michael Thomas. 11 receptions for 112 yards and a touchdown. The dude continues to crush it. He is the safest wide receiver in football right now. Gets it done with Teddy two gloves and gets to upgrade to Drew Brees to finish out the season. Yep. Not much else to say. I think those are the uh, really only fantasy football relevant players on that team that are worth yeah. looking at. Yeah, it, it really was. A lot of people were expecting maybe a big game out of a tight end because it's against the Cardinals, but that did not that did not happen at all. Right. Yeah, you need a tight end in order to make that happen. Next best was a uh, Taysom Hill, Ugh. Yep. who technically is a quarterback. At the moment, yep. Slash on, tight on end, fantasy. Slash um, running back. He, funny enough, just a little fun fact: Taysom, Taysom Hill was the 18th best quarterback this week. <laughs> he did better than S- Sam Darnold, Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray. That was a very fun fact. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have the Oakland Raiders, who had a close game against the Houston Texans. Yeah. Uh, sad bit of news. JJ Watt is out for the season. He tore his pectoral muscle. That's very sad. I like JJ a lot. I wish him a speedy recovery. 
Um, but over to the fantasy relevant players, Deshaun Watson lit it up. I don't know if you saw his touchdown throw where he yeah. got kicked in the eye yeah. and he continued to get it done. That's a tough dude. Every touchdown with one eye. <laughs> like a pirate. Yeah. Carlos Hyde had a fine week. He, he continues to do Carlos Hyde things. Mm-hmm. 19 carries, 83 yards. If you would have gotten a touchdown, you would have been happy. Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins continues to be a elite receiver. 11 receptions for over 100 yards. I like that quite mm-hmm. a bit. Darren Fells surprisingly goes off six receptions for almost 60 yards and two touchdowns. The second highest scoring tight end this week. I, I have mixed feelings about Darren Fells. Uh, This is a team that historically doesn't use the tight end very often, um, but they just have so much value to spread around Mm -hmm. that when they do choose to highlight their tight end, it really throws everything off and everybody forgets, how they feel about Houston tight ends. So moving forward, I think Darren Fells is a top 12 tight end. Um, How do you feel? I got him as a, I got him as a top 10. I got, I like him a lot better. I I got him as a top 10 with, uh, I, I don't want to say potential to be top five because he's not, Mm -hmm. but if you look over the last four weeks, he's been the third best. uh, He tight end. He's averaging a touchdown a game in the last four weeks. And, it, the the sad part is that he's taking away the value of players like Kenny Stills and Will Fuller when he's not hurt. But I I like him. I mean, he's being involved, and I say just roll with it. Yeah, I I wonder, and correct me if you feel differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder how he stacks up to Gerald Everett with the Rams. It seems like as soon as Everett started emerging, it took away from Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. Yeah, it's, it's a similar um, situation, definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I see you there. Um, and I, I do hope these trends continue because it would be awesome to have another tight end that's worth a damn. We need um, and if he bad. if he can keep up even half this production, I'd yep. be a happy camper. Yep. So, Andrew, you have him as a top 10. I dig yep. it. I understand it. I uh, I can appreciate that that stance. To be fair, uh, not that far away from top twelve that you predicted, but yeah, no, it's night and day difference. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have just the slaughter of the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, well, we didn't talk about the the Raiders yet. Oh God, I hate the Raiders. Okay, go back to the Raiders. It was a good game for the Raiders, man. It was a good game. Even back to the Raiders. Right? We'll start with the most fantasy football relevant player, Darren Waller. Yep. The King Walrus, two receptions for 11 yards. Not so good, but he did score a touchdown. He's a top top five tight end for sure. There's uh-huh. an argument to be made top three. You're welcome. He is Enjoy right the ride. He's top three right now, so it's definitely possible. Uh, Tyrell Williams, three receptions oh for 91 yards and a touchdown. Yep. Welcome back. We said if he's healthy, start him, and hopefully you did. So he performed well, and that's going to that's going to continue to be the case. He looks great. Derek Carr continues to target him. He makes the most of his opportunities. Only three receptions, but he certainly did make the most of it. Yeah. Josh Jacobs, 15 carries for 66 yards, two receptions for 15. Good news, bad news for Josh Jacobs. Not a whole lot of carries. I would like to see more. Yeah, um, but he's getting more work in the receiving game, and that's really going to add to his value. Uh, and I think that was kind of one of the only things kind of holding him back from, you know, being one of those top tier running backs. Mm-hmm. So if he has both the rushing and receiving, I think he can make a play for a uh, top 10 running back rest of the season. 
if he can continue to, you know, operate in that role. Obviously has kind of had an up and down season so far, but moving forward, I think Gruden really wants to ride him. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really like Jacobs uh, from here on out, especially with the the balance with uh, in the passing game with Tyrell Williams back. I think that that could be beneficial for for both parties. Wow. Well said. I like that. I agree. Next up, we go to, like I said, yeah. the slaughter <laughs> of the Browns. They got crushed by the uh, New England Patriots. This was a hard game to watch for a lot of reasons. Uh, weather was a huge factor. We'll start with the Browns. Um, do we have just, to? We do have to. Uh, we do have to. Uh, there's a reason there's a euphemism for pooping. It goes along the lines of, I'm going to go drop the Browns off to the Super Bowl. Oh. Or, I'm taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. It's a euphemism because it's not going to happen in real life. Yeah. So the only way that makes sense is if you're doing some kind of ludicrous act. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, the Browns are a bad football team right now. Uh, Freddie Kitchens, right now, yeah. I think, is going to lose his job. Yeah. <laughs> they sure. were trying to bottle, bottle lightning, and it did not work. Kitchens is not a head coach, and unfortunately, I think they're going to have somebody else. Maybe not unfortunately. Unfortunately for him. It's just not going to be a long-term marriage in this case. Is he going to last? The Browns are falling apart. Is he going to last the season or not? I think he'll last the season. Yeah, me, me too. I agree because there's one player that has actually been really good for the Browns, and that's Nick Chubb. Um, he did pretty good. He got 20 carries, 131 yards. He's really the only standout player. He's really a what I call the cream of the crap. So. <laughs> It's pretty. You're on fire yeah, today. I, dude, I f- I'm feeling good today, man. That's that's good. It shows. It's really the Halloween thing. It's got me real happy. <laughs> that's good. Uh, yeah, Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 131 yards. Yeah, that's a great yardage total against this team. Uh, he did have two fumbles, but they continued to give him the ball. So I was inspired by that. I was happy to see that. Mm. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. was held to five receptions for 52 yards. Nothing exciting, but I mean, this is the that's this is literally the worst matchup you could have as a wide receiver. So the fact he had 52 yards actually makes me feel pretty good yeah. about his chances moving forward. I agree. With so you can put fit, over 50 yards past the Patriots, past Stephon Gilmore. That's not- yeah. So here's a question for you, Andrew. Uh-huh. Do you have Odell Beckham Jr. as a top 12 wide receiver rest of season? No. No, and here's really? why. I think there's so many other receivers that we wouldn't have thought of at the beginning of the season that's going to claim that spot, like Chris Godwin, like DJ Chark, like Cortland Sutton. Uh, I, I think that there's too many good receivers to that are going to beat Odell Beckham because Odell Beckham right now, he's got a long way to go. He's the 29th of the season. Well, just pretend that's... Everybody has zero points okay. moving forward. Is Odell Beckham Jr. a top 12 wide receiver? Uh, I'm still going to say no. Hmm. I'm still saying yeah. no. Like I said, I think I think top 20 is plausible, but I think there's too many good receivers this year to beat him or, or to for him to beat. Yeah, no, I certainly see where you're coming from. Um, you know, I do still have him in top 12. I think now that, you know, his difficult matchups are over, I think he is going to be able to start you know, being himself. And he's one of those players, him and Cam Newton, they're one of those players that when they're having fun, they are destroying it. They do so good. But when they get frustrated, it does not turn out as well. Mm. I think now that their tough matchups are over, I think 
I think there's a chance they go back to having fun. And I think Odell Beckham Jr. will excel in that spot. Yeah. So I think, I think Baker Mayfield, after this game, rock bottom. This happens to be rock bottom for a lot of teams this year is when they face the Patriots. Yep. But I, I think Baker is going to put it together just enough to provide value to Odell Beckham Jr. Not enough to be a starter in and of himself, but I think this team turns it around. Yeah, I still think top 20 finish. Um, but like you said, I think he, he definitely played the harder games. I mean, he played the 49ers, Seahawks, and the Patriots. Um, next two weeks, he's got to play against the Broncos and the Bills. But after that, it's Steelers, Dolphins, Cardinals, Bengals. Like, it's definitely, he's going to have a better second half of the season. So I still got him top 20, though. Not top 12. Yep, I can see that. Uh, next up, we have the Patriots side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots do Patriot things. Sonny Michelle had 21 carries, only had 74 yards. Their main performer this week was Julian Edelman. Eight receptions for 78 yards, two touchdowns. The number four overall wide receiver this week. Really, their defense was fantastic, yeah. and they scored touchdowns themselves, so they didn't really need their offense to do a whole lot. I was excited to see Edelman score twice. He's a he's a solid wide receiver. He's a high-end, well, I think, wide receiver too with that opportunity. It gets tough when it gets colder because Brady tends to throw it less, but for the time being, Pencil Edelman is P- Pencil Edelman in as a high-end RB, or wide receiver too. Yeah, that's right. I like him. You know, he's going to be involved. Brady loves him. And that's really the recipe that you need for wide receiver two. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the only other top performer, I guess, relevant player is James White. Um, Did nothing on the ground. Two carries for four yards. But he was the second best receiver. Um, Four receptions, 75 yards. That's pretty good. That is good. But he's, he's one of those players. I mean, in a standard league, are you flexing James White? No, I, I just, I don't like the position that he's in. I've, I've yeah, never, no, and, I don't, I've never yeah. feel comfortable playing James White. Yeah, I agree with you. He is hyper consistent. He will get you, if you need seven to nine points, he can give them to you like nobody's yeah. business. Um, but there, there's not a whole lot of upside. Mm-hmm. I'd rather start Sony. Uh, and there's a lot of other players I'd rather start as well. Uh, it's a very specific role, and it doesn't necessarily lead to a lot of uh, fantasy football goodness. Next up, we have the, I think, shocking game of the week. The Carolina Panthers yeah. get blown the heck out by the 49ers. 49ers scored 51 points. The Panthers could only come up with 13 i mean we thought they were we knew the 49ers were gonna win i didn't know it was gonna be this bad yeah no we'll start with the panthers um christian mccaffrey continues to be a superstar over 100 yards and a touchdown yeah um had almost another 40 receiving uh the ball that was pretty much the only bright spot from this panthers offense um that's they, everybody else is really shut down by the 49ers they continued to harass kyle allen all day yeah, better days are ahead. 49ers were better than them by a lot. They were way more ready to play. Um, any any other things you need to bring up for the Panthers? Yeah, it, it's just really due to the matchup. I still like Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore moving forward. Um, I, you know, I, who knows when Cam Newton comes back, but I still like him. It, it was just a bad matchup, and that's what we said at, during the preview. Don't expect a lot from this receiving game for the uh, for the Panthers. 
Yeah, and truly, I love the Panthers' rest of season. Yeah. Uh, when Cam Newton comes back, I think there's a legit chance of, you know, Curtis Samuel and DJ Moore being league winners. Um, so next week, they face Tennessee. After that, they face Green Bay. Those teams are pretty tough matchups. But yeah. after that, they have Atlanta, New Orleans, Washington, Atlanta. That's a pretty good stretch um, that I, I like think. Both, both those Atlanta games. And yeah. Yeah. In there oh That's- i really do too and if cam's back i think those could be huge games for those receivers yeah so I think this is this is low this is going to be the low end of of their performance because they're playing one of the best defenses in the league so right and when cam comes back i do think this offense is going to rebound in a big way for the receivers because right now it's the mccaffrey show yeah. and when cam comes back i think it might be more the panthers than just christian mccaffrey more balanced yeah i agree uh, for the 49ers side of the ball, like I said in our intro, I got Coleman this week. So, yeah, that I'll let you explain. You break down Tim Coleman because I'm still pretty raw from the beat you gave me. You're a little upset about that? I mean, he only scored four touchdowns. That's it. He had 11 carries, 105 yards, three rushing TDs, and he got two receptions for 13 yards, one rushing TD. That is an insane stat. Um, surprisingly the number two running back this week, we'll get into the number one in a little bit in the next matchup, but yeah, he, he was the red zone guy. Um, yeah, it was really all him. I mean, Matt Burita got the same amount of carries as Coleman, but Coleman just did, did way more. And Burita got hurt. So, and Burita got hurt. I forgot about, yeah, but Mostert was up there too. Nine carries compared to 11, only got 60 yards. It's really all, I think it's going to be all Tevin Coleman from here. Yeah, no, that was gross. I did not like it. But I think all, it was awesome. Yeah. As it, a it, Coleman owner. It was awesome. I was just on the wrong end of it. Uh, I really like Tevin Coleman. Uh, moving forward, this team is committed to the run, and they are amazing at the run. So Tevin Coleman is, you know, this is gross to say. I think he's, I, w- I won't go that strong. I think he's a high, high-end RB2. All right, yeah, that's that's the spot I like him at too. RB two. I thought you were gonna go super bold at first. I almost did. I yeah. almost did. I yep. think he's on that fringe though. If he keeps this up, he can work his way into that conversation. Yep. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, welcome to San Francisco. Four receptions for twenty five yards and a touchdown. That's exciting. I mean, they definitely were trying to involve him, uh, and he's talented enough to get it done. So I think good days are ahead for Sanders. Um, they did show a commitment to getting him the ball. Yeah. Where do you have him? Uh, how do you project him to perform rest of season? Uh, I got him as a high end wide receiver three. I would argue, well, I'm not going to go as far as say wide receiver two, but I feel comfortable wide receiver three flex position. Um, he showed that he is the best receiving option besides George Kittle. I guess the best receiving option out of the wide receivers. He really honestly is the best there on the team so huge upgrade for the 49ers as a whole for garoppolo and sanders got an upgrade as well so i like yeah agreed i dig it uh kittle's a beast enough said anybody else you think is worth mentioning in this not really there's a lot of back and forth players where you know it's kind of like the chiefs at the beginning of the season after tyreek got hurt you know debo samuel had a touchdown so he did okay (laughs) um but then you know last week Burita did good. You know, it's just, it's back and forth. So not really. I don't think anyone's startable fantasy relevant. 
I like it. Moving on, we have the dominant Green Bay Packers yeah. taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. We'll start with the all-powerful Packers. Aaron Rodgers crushes it yet again. The third overall ranked quarterback this week. Over 300 yards, three touchdowns. Here's what's most impressive about that. His wide receivers blow. This he, good. He was able to get this done. He was able to be the third best quarterback pretty much without throwing it to wide receivers. <laughs> he, yeah, his he only threw it to his running backs. Those were the, the best two based on fantasy points. Yeah, and honestly, let's get right into that. Aaron Jones was the number one ranked running back this week. 13 oh. carries for 67 yards. However, hold the phone. Seven receptions for 159 yards in two touchdowns through that, the air. Just crazy. Awesome. Imagine that in a PPR league. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, that's a that's a nice stat line for Aaron Jones. Oh. Uh, and Jamal Williams gets in on the party. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Oh, gosh. What? He rushes for 22 yards, a touchdown, three receptions for 14 yards, and a touchdown. He just gets it done. I, I, uh, I, I love it. I don't know. I mean, at this point, you gotta you gotta flex Jamal Williams because he's involved. Yeah, especially yep. if Adams is gone. I think it's right. it's really just those two, Jones and Williams. I think this game proved that you don't need receivers. Apparently, well, yeah, as long as you have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thrilled. Aaron Jones is a high, high end RB two. He flirts with running back one status. Mm. Jamal Williams is a strong flex play. And I think, like you said, as long as the wide receivers suck for this team, they're going to keep utilizing him uh, the way they are. Yeah. And he, we talked about uh, Daryl Henderson being one of the top cuff options. I didn't say he was the best because of Jamal Williams. Yeah, no, I think that's a legit case. I mean, him, Latavius Murray, Troy Pollard, um, but yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. Jamal Williams is very valuable and has standalone value. Mm-hmm. So Packers, I just pray that Devontae Adams comes back soon. I need you. The Packers need you. <laughs> they're they're fine. They're doing fine without him. Seven and one. You're mean. Yeah. Uh, we can crush it even more than we already have been <laughs> moving on to the Chiefs side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was less exciting. The main reason is Patrick Mahomes was out. Uh, you know, not necessarily the stat line we were hoping for from some of these big players. Uh, for example, Tyreek Hill, six receptions for 76 yards. Yeah. Unfortunately, the touchdowns went to McCole Hardman, two receptions for 55 yards and a touchdown. And Travis Kelsey, that one's not a letdown, no. but it was good to see Travis Kelsey score a touchdown again. Mm-hmm. I was beginning to think he forgot, but... Yeah, no, Tyreek Hill, disappointing. He did have 76 yards, but it's okay. you were just you were without him for so long, you just wanted him to come back and light the world on fire. Yeah, and I think this is kind of what we expected with, with Matt Moore as the quarterback. Yeah. I think yep. it would be a way more fun game, perfect grammar there, if uh, Pat Mahomes was was playing. So Oh, absolutely. Great yeah. both teams. And honestly, Matt Moore did better than I expected. Yeah. So my apologies for teasing Matt Moore. Uh, the running game is a absolute mess. Uh, LaShawn McCoy, nine carries for 40 yards, four receptions for 23. Damian Williams, seven carries for 30 yards and a touchdown. 
it's gross. It is one of those LaShawn, the LaShawn McCoy, Damian Williams combo is similar to the Royce Freeman, uh, Philip Lindsay combo as it is to the Todd Gurley, Daryl Henderson combo. Unfortunately, that's just what's taken on the league. Um, I don't feel good about these two players, no. but if I had to start one, it'd be LaShawn McCoy. It, it would be. I think he's he's getting more of he's getting the ball more. Um, definitely out of those options, those three comparisons, I think they are definitely the the duo that I feel the least comfortable starting. Yeah, of any of them. So agreed. Um, yeah, really, anything else you feel like we need to talk about? Uh, no, not really. Yeah, love the Packers. Um, well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm excited to see if they can beat the Vikings. I uh, I think that'll be a good matchup second that's, time around. That's. I wonder who we're gonna pick. I can already tell you we're both gonna pick that's the Packers. What, week week. Uh, when is that? No, that's a that's a while. It doesn't matter. That'll happen. Next up, event. we have the final game from week eight. The Dolphins almost upset the oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. So Steelers do win, so that yeah. works out. Yeah, they uh, they really did. There's this whole you know conspiracy theory online about them tanking for Tua and like showing like how they did it, where the offense played their heart out, but then the defense really just fell apart. Yeah, no, and it's hard to watch uh, the Dolphins. I feel bad for their fan base, all three of them. Um, <laughs> starting with the Dolphins, they did trade away Kenyon Drake. Yep. So Mark Walton is now the lead guy. Mm-hmm. Sad news is he's not very good. Um, 11 carries for 35 yards, three receptions for 19. Yeah. Very uninspiring, but because he's a starting running back, you need to own him. I don't. So if he's on waivers, what was that? I don't hate it. I don't hate the position he's in. Uh, I guess I don't. I don't hate this performance. I should say, he's clearly the the RB one, uh, and he's getting involved in the passing game. He's just on a really really bad team. So, so that's not good. It's not good. But I yeah I I like him. If I had to pick between Walton or Ty Johnson, I'd like Walton better. Oh yeah, no, I agree with you on that hundred okay. percent. Uh, yeah, he's the sole ball carrier. Uh, really because Kalen Balaj sucks he should not be he's on the dodging football footballs yeah he's yeah. dodging footballs um so Mark Walton I think is a desperation RB3 yeah. play but you know he needs to be rostered that's a valuable thing to have a, a starting running back mm-hmm. uh James Connor uh we should continue with the Dolphins well, there's not more. nothing else to say <laughs> okay for Devontae Parker okay for Preston Williams yeah not good uh. not good um, over to the Steelers side of the ball, James Conner, great game. Uh, so great to see him crush it. 23 carries, 145 total yards and a touchdown. Unfortunately, he did get hurt. Uh, his status is up in the air for this upcoming week. Uh-huh. Please make sure you either uh, have Jalen Samuels or you pick him up off waivers. Uh, he Jalen Samuels will be valuable if Connor's out. Uh, that's a really good situation to be in. Steelers do want to run the ball. That'll be a valuable yeah. spot. So if you're a Connor owner, do whatever you can to also be a Jalen Samuels owner. Um, but yeah, hopefully he gets better soon. This is a good performance. It was good to see he can do it even now. And uh, receiving game, pretty good. Juju Smith got over 100 yards. 
and five receptions and a touchdown. I mean, that, yep, was, an, that, was, that was an amazing touchdown. He mossed him. I love it. I love when that happens. Um, <laughs> it's happy to see he could continue to do it. Yeah. Uh, Vance McDonald did not have a good game. Three receptions, 19 yards. Uh, I, He's not fantasy relevant at all. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, with Roethlisberger being gone, yeah. Vance McDonald is as well. E-I-E-I, go. Nice. Nice one. Uh, and there's really not any other player that, to me, is fantasy relevant. I mean, Deontay Johnson had a great game. Five receptions, 84 yards, and a touchdown. But I, I don't think I like other players better than him. Yeah, he's... I do like other players better than him, but I think he is somebody that's interesting moving forward. He really does seem to have a relationship with Mason Rudolph. Um, I kind of see him in the Devontae Parker, Preston Williams range, Mm -hmm. ironically enough. Um, But yeah, he's a desperation flex. There's a lot of other people I'd rather start. Um, At the beginning of the year where Moncrief was, (laughs) we expected him to have a good season. When he had a job. When he had a job, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. Oh, that was fun. Uh, that was our week eight recap. We are going to end the day with our favorite weekly segment. Yep. Players who stepped it up and players who sat in gum. Starting with the step it up, I'm going to lead it off with Aaron Rodgers. Earlier this season, he was really looking like a bust. You know, you people were excited for him. He's kind of that, that legend in the fantasy football. And he was looking kind of washed up, but he came back to life through for over 300 yards, three touchdowns. This was a good two games in a row. I'm liking it. There you go. I'm going to stick with the quarterback. I'm going to go with Drew Brees. Um, I'm happy to have him back, even though I was kind of worried that he didn't wait until after the bye week, but uh, he stepped it up, man. He, he was amazing. Um, I'm just happy to see him back and improving the offense as a whole. Uh, I mean, they're seven and one and they played Bridgewater at the starting quarterback for half the season. I can't I can't see a lot of games where they're losing. I mean, this this Saints team is amazing. So, yeah, Drew Brees stepped it up. Next up, I have Julio Jones. He lost Ryan. He lost his hope. However, even with Schaub, he was able to get 12 targets, corralled 10 of them. For 152 yards Sorry. through the air, he got it done. Julio Jones stepped it up. You could put a McDonald's cashier at quarterback, and Julio would get uh, over 80 yards. <laughs> nice, good way to put it. Uh, David Montgomery stepped it up. It's better late than never, I guess. But um, yeah, 135 rushing yards and a touchdown. It's finally what I wanted from him. He stepped it up. Yeah, and I share that one with you. So I am with you. I'm a huge fan of David Montgomery. And truly, after this week, he faces Philly this week. After that, he has a very friendly schedule. I think David Montgomery is a good buy target. Uh, next up, we have who sat in gum this week? The person. Oh, I got one more. Oh, I got one more. Let's hear it. I got one more. Tyrell Williams. Ooh. Tyrell Williams. I said if he plays, he's going to be amazing. He's averaging a touchdown a game for this team. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's a touchdown a game. I love it. So I'm just happy that he came back and stepped it up for this offense. I like that a lot. Uh, Set and gum is a segment we highlight players who disappointed and not only sat down, but they sat down in gum. 
My first yeah. player I nominate is Ty Johnson. People were excited for him. They thought they had a league winner by picking up the RB1 for the Lions, and he sucked. It wasn't all his fault. He did run. He was very ineffective. He only rushed for seven times for 25 yards. That's that's no bueno. And it was a four-headed monster at running back position. Unfortunately, if you did spend big on him off waivers, you may have gotten a stinker. Ty Johnson sat in gum. Yeah, uh, I got that as well. I'll do uh, Kyler Murray. Um, we did expect a not-so-great game against the Saints because the Saints' defense is really good. Um, but yeah, 19 for 33, 220 yards. Just really, and it, it's going to be a tough schedule for him later on in the season too. So I got Satin Gum, Kyler Murray. Yeah, and my next pick is directly connected to Kyler Murray. Larry the Legend Fitzgerald. About to he had... Up two receptions for eight yards. Mm-hmm. He started the season so strong. People thought, you know, he was coming back, but unfortunately it cooled off in a major way to the point that I think you can drop him. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, my final satin gum player. I got Kenny stills. Now with Will Fuller out, we expected a great game from Kenny stills, but he did not deliver. I think that, that Darren fells really, uh, really took away all the receptions from Kenny. So he's sad and gum. Yeah. And my final nomination is Le'Veon. Not so well, Bell. Nice. I, uh, you know, had very high hopes for him. Uh, I had high hopes for this Jets offense. I thought they were going to take a big step forward this season. That has not been the case in any way or metric. Le'Veon Bell in week eight had nine rushes for 23 yards and three receptions for 12 yards. That's barf. That is not good. That is not the involvement you thought you were getting. Le'Veon Bell, you let me down. There you go. That wraps up our week eight recap. Thank you all so much for listening to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. If we can please ask a favor, please make sure you go to whatever platform you are using to listen and leave a review. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. We will see you back later this week to preview week nine.